0: This episode of a top three podcast is brought to you by our friends and proud parents over at the rat hour podcast with rat boy. It's your one stop shop for discovering what's in Tim Allen's trash this week, dirty work quotes with no context and rabid praise of the Cincinnati Reds bullpen. And just for our listeners brought to you by the grace of the tube. Here's a sneak peek at this week's episode of the rat hour with rat boy.
1: Hello? Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. (laughs) I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know have to have a favorite what comes to mind
2: um halloween
0: oh that rat boy he sure is something huh well if you want to find out what's really going on you got to tune in to the rat hour with rat boy part of the tube podcast network all right let's start the show and uh this uh this is a top three podcast What's up everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast where we're honoring the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it and killing each other and stashing our bodies in shallow graves in the forest. My name's Dave Jackson. <laughs> Joined today by Aaron Engel.
2: Oh.
1: Sup.
0: Alan Nichols. Hi everybody. And fan favorite Bloodbath McGrath.
3: Oh bitch, you're gonna fucking die tonight. We're going to gut you like a fucking fish.
0: (laughs) Uh, Bloodbath, we just lost all of our listeners. They all just dropped their phones and ran screaming into the forest. Good.
2: (laughs) That was great, dude.
0: And today's topic is the top three scary movies. Uh, Just in time for Halloween, we are going to give you our top three Scary movies. And if you stick around to the end, we're going to give you our top three preferred ways to dispose of a body. But <laughs> you got to stick around to the end for that.
2: Uh, sorry, I'm still laughing about the bloodbath. Is that from
3: Scream, dude? No, man. That's just like, you know. <laughs> just like, who
1: you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just,
3: some, was, just something people say Aaron, to people. Like. <laughs> it was actually
1: really close to a quote from Scream. Thank you.
0: No, but I agree with Bloodbath. That's just something that one friend says to another friend. Often. Yeah, no,
2: happy, I... happy yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Over.
0: Halloween's coming up. You see this? You hear about this? Trick or treat? Huh? Go to the door, <laughs> knock on the door, do a trick, get a treat. <laughs> hey, you, you,
2: you, 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 you about this? You heard about this? candy? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> this is by far our best episode so far.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, oh, it's, a hashtag. It. it's a hashtag. Hashtag Jay Leno in this. Big time.
0: Yeah, Yes. well, he's a big fan of the show, so he'll appreciate it. Big fan. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, if you would like to support the show before we get started, uh, the best thing you can do is tell your friends you can subscribe on your platform of choice. That way, when we drop our episodes, you'll wake up and you'll have a brand new episode waiting for you, staring, and, you know, you don't listen to it right away. Something bad might happen, but you never know. You never know. Do they make Could a, be the last podcast yeah? you ever listen to. You yeah. never know. Don't know how podcasts work. Yeah, I've never seen it. Never done a podcast before. Just, anybody, <laughs> you, do it with a band? Band? Know what the podcast about? Huh? David. Unfortunately audit, for our
3: listeners, I... unfortunately for our listeners, the antidote is hidden within the podcast. So everybody who ignored it, well, <laughs> guess you're <laughs> all dead. Sucks to suck. Yeah.
0: There's one. Right. Uh, there's one 15 second section of the podcast where if you play it in reverse at 0. 0.75 speed, you'll clearly hear Bloodbath say the password. So, but we're not telling you where. You gotta listen. So, also, what you can do is join us on our social media pages: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at a Top Three Podcast. Most active on Instagram, but and Facebook also. But uh, if you want to talk on Twitter, we'll talk to you. We'll talk about our top threes. You can say your top threes and we'll chat about it. You can also participate in our listener response calls that go out on Fridays in the U.S. And you can give your top threes to be featured on the show. So check the episode description for links to those pages. If this is your first time listening to the show, what we've done is we've taken our top three scary movies... And we're all going to take turns going around. We'll all say our our number threes, then our number twos, saving our number ones for the end, and then honorable mentions and listener responses after that. So not much to explain with this topic, I don't think. Top three scary movies. I will just uh, say up front that I hate scary movies. So my list is going to be full of things that are like, I say, these are my favorite scary movies. And everyone's like, those are not scary, dude. And I'm like, I'm aware of that, but those are as scary as I can handle. I was telling this list to Hua the other day and I told her my three and she was like, none of those are scary. Your list sucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my thought is you that said, like <laughs> Korean <laughs> movies are way, way scarier. I've just never watched them before. Oh. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of like you, Dave. I, I don't like scary movies, but, uh, not because they're scary, but because I think most of the time they're fucking stupid. So two of my three are movies that like legitimate, legitimately brought terror out of me. And then my number one is what I think the best scary movie ever made is, but I, I, I don't watch a ton. They just, I think most of them are lame.
3: Uh Korean horror movies are like a huge genre. Like that's they're like. That's a big thing over there. And, um, uh, I believe they're that pretty they're brutal too man. Um I mm. I like horror movies. I like them a lot. Um I uh I like them cuz like there's a lot of different uh like horror as a genre is pretty vague and like there's a ton of stuff that goes into them. There's, you know, bit, you know, there's slashers, there's haunted houses, there's um you know, sci-fi and monster movies, there's like, you know, kind of artsy you know ones there's ones that are just like complete like gore fest there's you know real you know low budget ones there's like you know grindhouse kind of like you know cheesy like over the top ones so there's a lot of stuff that goes in, into like you know calling something a horror movie and um, i think that's why you know are a lot of fun to watch um i really don't get scared at any of them anymore at this point in my life i think there's enough things in my day-to-day life that terrify me um so, you know, I just horror movies just kind of don't like really phase me, but I like to watch them. Um, there's an app people can download um, on like the Roku called uh, Shutter. It's like Netflix, but it's all horror movies. And they have like super obscure stuff on there and um, a lot of fun shows. Um, the Last Drive In with Joe Bob Briggs. It's like a, you know, it's a scary movie, but like he like hosts the movie. He like introduces it and like he pops in from time to time and talks and stuff like that. And it's kind of like a throwback to like the old like monster movies in the fifties. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, man, I don't know. I like horror movies. Alan, how about
1: you? I'm kind of with bloodbath. I, I used to like horror movies a lot more and it was for the same reason because they're, it's one of those genres that crosses all genres everything can be something slash horror movie. Um, All it takes is a bad guy or a monster. Um, And so you get this, this huge breadth of, of material to, to consume. Uh, But at this point in my life, I, you know, some movies I just won't watch anymore. Anything that's, anything that's a horror movie based off of gore, I'm just not a fan of. Uh, It, it creeps me out. Um, We had We we had an episode What was it? Top three movies that left you Shook? Yeah I think yeah Yeah. And so I mean I talked about it a little bit then um, You know like the hostile movies And the Saw movies where you know It's people cutting off their limb Um or Torture doing Torture porn there you go That's That's a terrible but accurate Uh name for it Um but yeah, no, I, I, I'm i a fan of of horror movies in general. At this point, I tend to stick to my favorites. And so that's how I ranked mine, uh, was my top three favorite scary movies. Um, so not Same. necessarily the scariest um, or anything like that, but the movies that I most enjoy and I think most exemplify what a good scary movie should be.
3: Yeah, that's that's the route I went to. Like I could have like been like real like shitty like hipster and like told you guys like a bunch of like obscure, you know, horror movies Wait. from Korea. But like you could have been no. shitty
1: and hipster bloodbath. I don't I don't believe that. <laughs> no, no, I don't th- know. I think you believe it or not. Yeah. I think
2: he was shitty and hipster for talking about Shudder. Am I the only one? Was that that was it?
0: Uh, I just assumed he made that up. I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, so. you're,
2: you're right. That, that's that's, probably a, closer, that's how you. I approach
0: all situations where people are talking about things that I'm not aware of. I just <laughs> no, think they're making real. it up. that's not real? Yeah, that's not real. Shutter Roku, that's not real.
2: <laughs> I've never heard of that. These things don't exist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into our list then. And I'm going to get started with my number three scary movie, which is the adaptation of the Stephen King novel, the mist. That is my number three scary movie. Um, For people who haven't read the mist or seen the movie, the mist it's these people that are like this fog rolls in and there's these fucking killer insect monsters out in the fog and much worse things as well. And these people are stuck in this convenience store and they're basically like, I don't know can't go outside because whatever's out in the mist will fucking kill you. Like the second you go outside and uh, the, the most of the movie is fine. I don't think that like the story in there is really like amazing. And as I said before, I'm not really here for the feeling of being scared. I actually hate it, which is why my three is kind of weird, but uh, the mist is on my list because it has the most brutal fucking ending of any movie that I've ever seen. The only things that I can compare the ending of the mist to is a couple of like video games I've played. So have you guys seen the mist?
2: I have, but I don't remember because I know the book and the movie they both have, because I've read the book too. It's been so long, but they both have like, they're different endings and I can't remember which one ended, which way right now. Yeah. There's also two
3: Sorry, gone. I was gonna say there's also two movies of the myth, so I don't know which one you're talking about. Okay, Alan, the original. <laughs> okay. well, I don't know if you're talking about the original or the remake. I have no idea either.
1: So I've seen the movie, and I've also seen there's like a mini series, um, like a. So, the Tom a... Jane. That's the one he's talking about. Right, that's the I, that's, that's the one he's talking about. Yeah, the one uh, okay. from
0: 2007.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. But then they also made like a TV series after okay. that at some point. Interesting. Um, and I watched that. Uh, I thought both of them were good.
0: So I haven't watched the uh, miniseries. I didn't watch the other version of the movie, and I did not read the book. Um, so I'm going to spoil the ending here. Because, uh, well, that movie's fourteen years old. Uh, I'm not really worried about spoiling the ending to a Stephen King movie. Uh, that either, if you wanted to see it, you've probably seen it by now. If you really don't want to hear how the ending goes, skip ahead until we're talking about something else. Um, so, uh, the way the end, the way the movie ends, is uh, they decide they got to venture out of the um, convenience store into the fog. They gotta I don't remember why, but they have to leave. So they get in the car, it's the main character and uh the I think it's like his kid and like two other people. And they're driving out and they hear like this fucking crazy sound coming toward them. And they're like, oh shit. We're all gonna die in a horrific manner here. And they have a gun and there's four people and they only have three bullets so the main character he shoots he shoots the other three people like he kills including his son to like spare them from what the monster is going to do to them and then the kind of mist dissipates and it's the army coming to rescue people and he realizes like oh i just killed my son and all these people for no reason and then the movie's over and that's just how it finishes (laughs) <laughs> and it's the most fucking brutal ending for a movie. Stephen King even said like, I wish I ended the book like that. Cause that shit is the, that shit is great.
2: Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Now I know how the book ends up so like, wait, that's, in- that's so much better of an ending.
0: Yeah. You-, you know, it's good when Stephen King is like, Oh, You did it better than I did. Props. Props to you, whoever the fuck directed
2: that movie. You weird bitch. Yeah.
0: So that's why it's my number three, because that ending is so brutal, and I just think about it sometimes, and I'm like, oh, that's good. I love endings that end on horribly, like, awful, like, you know, I love movies that end in horrible ways like that. So, yeah, that's my number three, The Mist. Couldn't tell you if the rest of the movie is good or not. Just the ending. Yeah, you were (laughs) hiding
2: your eyes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Aaron, what's your number three?
2: All right. So my number three was also on my uh, movies that left me shook list. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, My number three is The Ring. Uh, That movie has the scariest fucking scene of all time when the girl comes out of the TV. Uh, the video that they show throughout the movie is one of the weirdest, creepiest, most unsettling three minutes of film I've ever seen in my entire life. And Naomi Watts is awesome. She's really great. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Naomi Watts. She was also in this movie called uh funny games that if you haven't seen it is one of the most uncomfortable movies you'll ever have to watch in your entire life. But she's done a couple of things and she was awesome in the ring. Uh, one, or two more things. One, they uh, they had, they had like a, a a viral marketing campaign that they kept quiet. So what they would do is like they would go out on like city streets and they would uh, like put a tape, like a VHS tape of the video they had in the movie uh on people's cars so they would just like find this random tape take it back to their house and play it and it would be that weird ass movie from the ring no context did not tell them anything <laughs> like did not tell them what was going on just left that video on there and uh, if i would have been one of those people i would have cr- like that would have been one of those things it's like that's that's you have to see like you have to go to a therapist for a little while uh after something like that but like i said uh on a scale of like one to shit my pants it almost made me shit my pants. It's fucking horrifying. So uh, my number three is The Ring.
0: Just for anyone listening who didn't listen to that other episode, top three movies that left us shook, that was episode 18 featuring our good friend Rat, nickname Rat Boy, last name Rat Boy. So episode 18, (laughs) go check that out.
2: (laughs) The Ring is terrifying. Yeah, no, that movie is so scary.
0: And that was like, we talked about like Korean horror movies earlier being kind of like, really fucking brutal and super scary and I just I I remember like when the Japanese horror movie uh craze took hold like in the early 2000s like 2000 to 2006 I think Yep. Yeah. all those movies are fucking terrifying and that's why I don't like horror movies anymore because I used to like horror movies and then the ring and the grudge and movies like that just scared the shit out of me and I was like I don't like this I'm not having any fun I wanna go home. <laughs> so the ring, good choice.
3: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That movie's okay. Like I just I like I, I like that movie, it's good. I just like I I do think it's kinda of scary, but like I remember when that movie came out and people were just like terrified of like that of uh, terrified of it and I just I don't know, dude, like something about it just never like affected me like that. Like I mean, again, good movie, like it is like scary to a degree. I just never felt it like got me like you know, terrified like you did so many other people i don't know oh, well man. and you know
1: I, I, remember, no. I remember when that came out um and it i remember it scaring the shit out of me like i did not want to use a vcr um <laughs> i mean it was it was bad at at this point i haven't <laughs> watched it since you know 2002 or whatever but uh, Alan, but... don't
0: you want to watch The Land Before Time 4? No, get
2: that
3: VCR away <laughs> from me. <laughs> get it away! <laughs> and,
2: and, and like I said, scary movies, they 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 don't scare me like that. Uh, but, you know, when I was thinking of the movies that, like, you know, left that sort of impression on me, it, it has to be The Ring. Like I said, that, that video was just, like, inside the movie was just so weird. And, you know, when did it come out, 2002, we were like, what, like, 13 like 12 13 years old something like that like so it, it was it was it was something that i hadn't seen before uh and it was one of the only movies where like after i got done watching it i just was like left with its presence like you know so i i had to put it on my list because very many movies just don't make me like don't you know creep me out like that did
3: yeah good pick we're 15 aaron
2: <laughs> we were so young <laughs>
3: Yeah, I I think like before
0: that I was like, I was watching a lot of like slasher movies, and I was like, oh, I like I like scary movies because I like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff. And then I watched an actual scary like capital S scary movie, and I was like, I don't know, I don't like this. Get this, no, no. <laughs> um, Alan, what's your number three?
1: Uh, my number three is actually. Uh, also was on my uh, top three movies that left me shook, and that is Jaws. Uh, Steven Spielberg's classic 1970 something movie about this big ass shark that hunts down Roy Scheider. Um, no, but Jaws, <laughs> J- Jaws is a uh, Jaws is one of those movies that some people don't really consider it a horror movie, and so. I don't know what your guys' opinion on this is, but I think that Jaws is most definitely a horror movie um, in, like, a thousand different ways. I mean, there's this, you know, ominous unseen threat, and I mean, it's like a classic monster movie. There's not a guy or a uh, you know, a murderer or whatever uh, chasing down people or a supernatural threat. There's just this uh, huge beast uh, that seems to seems to be everywhere where the uh, main character doesn't want him to be. but uh, sorry, hang on. yeah, I guess I guess that's it. I just I guess i all I have at this point is a uh, here are a few um few of the parts that I really liked about it. I mean, you know, when you, when it comes down to it, it's that it's kind of a, a really neat balance of, of excellent acting and directing in a, in a horror movie combined with these, instead of having the threat on screen and, and actively scaring you, um, they had these, these jump themes where, you know, not, there wouldn't necessarily be gore, but you would see something and it would just instill this, this fear in you, like when, uh, when the kid gets eaten on the beach, right. And you don't see him get eaten. Um, You just see his, his raft float up and it's shredded. Uh, And, and then, you know, you saw that and then you didn't want to go in the water ever again. Um, Or when they're investigating the, the wrecked boat and that severed head pops out. Um, I remember the first time that I saw that. I I think that I peed my pants. I'm not, I'm not positive because I was like eight years old, but, but no, I think didn't. that I peed my pants. Yeah. I mean, I was I was 28 years old. Like I said, yeah. um, You know? And so, I mean, and, and the examples go on and on up until, you know, uh, quit gets devoured by, bro, by John slowly at the end. Bro, you know? that
2: in and of itself is, is one of the, like the, it's, it makes me squeamish. Like they, that's one of those yeah. like, weird movie scenes like uh, the one from Deliverance you know which one I'm talking about like that to me is on like that same level of just absolute pure awful horror like you know you have to call that movie it is it is absolutely a horror movie dude when he gets fucking eaten by that goddamn shark and like the shark is just like it's moving and acting like a real shark, dude. Like, that is, like, like, the closest I'm ever going to be to seeing somebody actually get eaten like a shark, like, in the most realistic fucking way. That's not some deep blue sea shit, dude. Like, that's, like, what a shark would do is he would just chomp you. And, like, he went in feet first, bro. And you could yeah, just hear him yeah. scream and the blood was going. Like like, I was just, I was fucking terrified, dude. I was, like, nine. That scared the shit out of me, bro. And like we said in the uh, movies I loved you shook episode, like that movie was so scary that they had to start creating adv advocacy groups to convince people that sharks actually aren't scary. Like that's the <laughs> impact it had on society, man. So yeah, dude, great, great pick. Like that movie is that movie is fucking. That's a great movie. I probably wouldn't be scared anymore, but you know, first time seeing that, that fucked me up, dude. I
3: don't know if I'd say like a traditional like I mean I think it's a horror movie and I can see how some people are kind of like I don't really find that scary I personally have uh, I'm going to try and pronounce this right thalassophobia. Thalassophobia. thalassophobia thalassophobia Thalassophobia. yeah Yeah. Yeah, I'm terrified of like the deep water and like what might be underneath that I can't see or whatever and shark definitely falls into that category Um, so yeah, dude, I, I I feel you there. It's a real, um, when you were describing it at the beginning, it's like a real primal like fear, dude. It's like you know, it's just it's hunter and, and prey, and you know, just you know, just you know, complete like you know, natural like evolution of like you know, biology, dude. It's just a killing machine. You know, it's nothing personal. It's just you know, an animal, and you can't reason with it. So, I mean, I can totally understand, uh, how that uh, is really terrifying to a lot of
1: people. So. So, but I'll tell you this bloodbath. It's not, it's not even deep water. Most shark attacks happen within three feet of the shore. You know. That's right. So, I still
3: think I can punch. I can still on, punch the shark on in the that. nose, though. Oh, uh,
0: we're back on this, huh? We're back on this. <laughs> that's right, man. Call back right from episode one. Bloodbath thinks he could take down a shark.
3: If I could punch it right, in, I mean, I might not make it out, but like, I mean, that's uh. my own. That's. I'm I'm prepared to punch
1: him in the nose. Oh sure. The, like how? Someone, I'll write the kisser. Yeah. Someone sure. write this down for our airing of grievances episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I wrote it down after the first episode for our
2: airing of grievances episode.
1: Okay, so on that note, Aaron, like shut your mouth. if a bear attacks
0: me, <laughs> yeah, I, I would be I could punch a bear in the face. I would I would die two seconds later, but I could punch a bear in the face. So that makes me a tough guy, right?
2: you're the you're the toughest guy i know buckaroo
0: yeah man uh let's move on and get blood Bats number three
3: all right my number three trying to go with um you know like i said at the beginning like horror's uh kind of a broad genre so there's a lot of different things that can fall in there so i wanted to make uh i wanted to have a nice variety of picks in mind and one of my absolute favorite movies to watch around halloween uh that is you know more or less a horror movie. Some people can consider it like an action movie or a comedy, but uh, for me, I I think it falls you know right in there where you want it. So uh, my number three is Evil Dead Two. For anyone who's unfamiliar, Evil Dead Two, obviously the sequel to Evil Dead, although it's sort of uh, a remake, um, takes place in the in the from nineteen eighty seven follows Bruce Campbell's Ash Williams as he again goes to a secluded cabin in the woods on a date with a girl a car breaks down uh while in the cabin he discovers the necronomicon the uh, book of the dead and by accidentally um re- reciting a passage from it he uh, unleashes the army of darkness he unleashes demons and uh creatures from the from the dead um he has to uh his hand becomes possessed he has to cut off his hand with in a really great bit of uh Physical comedy—it's a really fun scene to watch. He cuts his hand off with a chainsaw, and then like straps the chainsaw to a stump and uh, fights the uh, horde of monsters and demons with a shotgun and his chainsaw arm, all while you know uh, reciting his catchphrase, "Groovy." Um, it's funny. It's it's really charming. Uh, Sam Raimi directed, r- wrote, and directed it. the Guy who made uh, the um, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Um, it's really great. It's like a huge cult movie. There's a big cult cult following behind it. Uh, at the end, uh, the movie has a cliffhanger and it picks up in the uh, third installment army of darkness where he goes to the, um, other world and fights all the uh, monsters and demons over there. And kind of like medieval times, um, the I man's a great movie. Uh, like I said, silly, quirky, kind of like charming. The, uh, effects are, you know, there's a lot of puppet work and claymation, stuff like that. Um, and again, like, I do think there's a lot of, like, genuinely scary parts in it, uh, a lot of creepy scenes and imagery and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, man, Evil Dead too. I never saw, I I saw the first
2: Evil, wait, which was the one where they got, like, attacked by, like, the plants? Which one was that?
3: You know uh, what I'm talking about? Evil Dead. Yeah, Evil yeah. Dead 1 is where there's, they have a scene where a girl gets raped by a tree.
2: Yeah, that yeah. was, I remember that. That was like, that was very unset. I, I wasn't really the biggest fan of Bruce Campbell. Uh, I never saw the uh, Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. I did see Bubba Hotep, which would never have made my list, but is weirdly one of those Bruce Campbell movies. Like, I think that is like yep,
3: that's, pretty good. it's another, another Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi movie. Um, it was just, which is, is like, pretty cool. Yeah, man, that's just like, that's, and that's kind of like Evil Dead is sort of like that, man. It's, you know, it's got that same kind of, like you know humor and vibe and you know um evil dead 2 is sort of like uh if like the looney tunes were demons like they made a movie like that's how it feels it's very like the humor is very kind of like looney tunes that's kind of cartoony and stuff like that and there's a lot of you know it like in you know, it's you know creepy and it just gives you a real like unsettling vibe a lot of the times when you're watching it so yeah awesome movie
0: cool I've never seen any of these movies and half of the movies you guys just listed. I've never heard of before, but I'm happy for you.
2: Uh, things you're not surprised. Dave says for $500, Alex,
3: I th- this blew me away that Dave even wanted to do this topic. I was like, he wants to talk yeah, about Dave. scary movies like this. Yeah. Well, like I can talk about scary movies. Uh, Cause
0: I've seen more than three. Um, but <laughs> we, we, we're gonna do a halloween we're thinking about doing a halloween topic and i think talking about scary movies is better for discussion than talking about you know top three candy bars or whatever so ouch know.
2: deep insult to alan who suggested that very ouch
0: alan suggested that for a lightning round top three so alan's fine top
1: top three best and top three worst favorite halloween candies
0: the problem is I can eat, I can talk about I can talk about candy for 1 minute or I can talk about candy for 6 hours. I can't. Right. I can't do like a 2 hour discussion about it. It's not possible.
2: Yeah.
0: So
3: he tries to buy a milky way at the Korean grocery store and ends up talking to the guy for 12 hours his wife has left. Yeah. <laughs> He's left him follow follow him home and get in the I shower a with him.
2: was right here.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah. Anyway, I I mean I've heard of The Evil Dead. I've just never watched it cuz I don't watch uh Bloodbath. When did that movie come out?
3: Uh the first uh the first one came out like 1979 or 1980 and then uh Evil Dead 2 came out in 87 and then Army of Darkness, which is the uh final in the trilogy came out in 1990. I watched Army of Darkness
0: in school. In high school, exploring in, technology in, Mr. The, in the technology class. class. Yeah, we watched it in that class. So I've seen that one. I just didn't see the Evil Dead
3: movies. Yeah, the Evil Dead ones are a lot like that. Same style, Full budget. Yeah, I remember it being entertaining.
0: So
1: yeah, I just think Bruce Campbell's Obviously, like super this- charming and fun. Bruce Campbell is super charming and fun. Um, I think he's most charming and most fun in Army of Darkness in that in yeah. that series. Um, but it's also less of a horror movie than the other two, yeah. That one's like a real like action adventure Yes, yeah,
0: right on. Um, let's move into number twos number twos, and I will give my number two scary movie, which is the. I mean, some people have posited that this might be the greatest movie of all time. I'm not here to judge. Um, I'm not really a cinema buff. So, you know, who am I to compare this with the greats in the history of film? But this is my number two scary movie, and it is the movie Tremors. Which I think is. Tender. I was like, he's doing a bit, and he's gonna like, get mad if I interrupt him and call him out on doing a bit, Dave. You can't, you
2: you can't fool us, Dave.
0: <laughs> yeah, Trevor, Trevor's. I've only no Tremors is my number two. I love that movie. That I know great. that movie's <laughs> awesome. Um, is that Kevin Bacon?
1: Tremors is great. Yeah. yeah. Tremors Kevin Bacon was awesome. there,
0: and it scared the shit out of me the first time I watched it because. Tremors is pretty old now I was pretty young when I watched it for the first time Uh, the idea that there are these like worm monsters living underground that can sense like the vibrations in the ground when you move and stuff like that that's fucking terrifying to you you know me when I was 12 and 13 and then 15 and then 16 and then 16 again and then 16 a third time you know it's really (laughs) uh, it's a scary idea. but now i love it because of how campy and ridiculous and cheesy it is the kevin bacon um uh just his just kevin bacon is just in full effect in that movie cheesy as hell like this like rugged you know dude like ultimate dude level kevin bacon in that movie um and then like that couple it's it's reba mcintyre and i forget the the guy's name in the movie but they're the people that have like the like the gun arsenal in their house, and they're just doing like yeah. one-liners all the time. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's it's super good. I like the action. Uh, I watched it a couple years ago. I still like it a lot. Um, so yeah, that's my number two, Tremors.
2: And that's kind of the you know what I'm saying? Like just like the unknown underneath you. You know, I I saw the movie when I was like ten. Or something like that. And I know they've made like nine of those movies or whatever. So I don't really remember it a lot. But you're right. Like giant worm, like worms that want to eat you that can sense when you're walking above them is very
0: scary. Yeah, like that. Oh, man. Well, I forgot what you just said. It just went through my head. No, okay,
2: so I I I'll I'll, I'll I'll tell you the the one scene I remember like clearly from that movie is when they find that guy like way up on the electrical pole and he had like starved to death because he was so scared oh, to yeah, get back down so to the ground. Oh yeah, he was scared to go back down. Yeah. yeah, that was fucked up, for sure. That
0: was And the the scene when it like the worm comes up and it hooks its like tongue thing proboscis onto the car and it's like dragging the car down underground. That scene was pretty scary too. Horrifying. So I don't know. I just, uh, I like that a lot. And I just saw the, uh, I just saw the Dune movie last night, which also deals with giant worms under the ground that can sense your vibration. And the worms are a bit more impressive in doom or bigger. Dune, but in, uh, in tremors, they're still really good. I like how fast they can go. And I like, uh, I like how they, the the scene where they lead the worm to the cliff and it just shoots out the side of the fucking cliff. That was awesome. So cool, <laughs> very cool. Uh, cheesy probably low budget sci-fi movie love it
3: yeah um uh, i don't think i've ever like fully watched tremors i've seen bits and pieces many times over the years but i don't think i've ever like sat down and watched the movie from start to finish um but i do know what it's about I know the concept and like yeah dude i, I think that's terrible like i'm i do like kind of think that any creature um like any any unnatural creature that comes from somewhere where you can't see him, that like always like irks me. I do find that like, you know, unsettling even to this day. Like it, there is something about like the unknown. Um, and when you can't see him coming at you and stuff like that, that I do think is, um, you know, probably the most terrifying.
0: Yeah, for sure. And this, I think tremors was the movie that sparked my love for like, extremely low budget, shitty sci-fi channel, original movies, because this is just like one of those movies, but starring Kevin Bacon. And then for a while there, sci-fi was doing these like original movies starring like F list actors all the time. And they were all super shitty and very entertaining. And I think tremors is the one that like sparked that. And yeah, they made like, I want to say they made at least five or six movies they made a TV show where they're, like, hunting this elusive white uh worm under the ground, like, I don't know, Moby Dick style. And Ooh. I think they tried to reboot it again recently, and it's just, uh, if you're into Tremors, the fountain is ever-flowing, my friends. It's good. By, like, the third movie... May your movie... cup
2: runneth full.
0: <laughs> By, like, the third movie, the worms are, like, flying and shit. It's out of control. So... Yeah, that's my number two, Tremors. Um, we can
2: move on to Aaron and his number two. So I'm going to preface this by saying I have rewatched this movie as an adult, and it is very bad. I am not here to convince anybody that this movie is good, because it's not. Uh, it has a 31% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which, why didn't I think about this during that episode? <laughs> um, but this movie scare- has, like... When I saw it for the first time, no movie has ever freaked me out more than this one. And that is the 2011, or not 2000, was it 2011? 1999, I was close. The 1999 remake of House on Haunted Hill. Uh, So House on Haunted Hill, the basic concept of the movie is that there is this eccentric millionaire, like theme park mogul. And he invites a bunch of different people to this house. And basically what he tells them is, uh, and this house used to be an insane asylum, just FYI. Uh, But he tells them, if you can stay the entire night in this house, I'll give you a million dollars. That's it. All you have to do is chill. You stay here the entire night, you get a million dollars, you can go home. And so I guess what was so... (laughs) And it's really hard to be like, yo, a movie with Chris Catan in it scared the shit out of me. But, <laughs> but it, it, so the insane asylum thing has always been. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very uncomfortable because, you know, some of the things you've heard about, like these old timey insane asylums are absolutely true. I mean, I went to a school where they performed like the first lobotomies, right? There's like countless graveyards of unmarked stones of like different mental patients who had been at the ridges of like when they first had it. Um, but there's always been something deeply, deeply, deeply unsettling to me about insane asylums, specifically those old-timey ones. So, like I said, it's it's there. there there's no real concept about it. There, the house is haunted with the spirits of these mental patients and doctors who worked in this insane asylum in like the 30s or something like that. And it, it's it's absolutely fucking terrifying. I, I mean, not now as an adult. It's very dumb. But I'm seeing, like, as a little kid, like the chick who played Veronica Vaughn in uh, Billy Madison, right? She's in this movie. And there's this... Rachel Wilson? Yes, yes, And I I think her last name is... I think she's married to Pete Sampras now, bro. I think she has a double last name. Um, But it it doesn't matter. There's this scene where she goes into, like, the basement. She's like a... A reporter or something. She's trying to catch some scary footage so she can become famous. And she comes across, uh, you know. So there's nothing in front of her, and she has this video camera. And she lifts up the video camera, and through the lens, you see a bunch of doctors performing like some surgical procedure on a mental patient. And she brings the camera down, and there's nothing there. Then she brings the camera back up, and all of those, uh, the mental patient, and the doctors are all are all staring at her. And I, Dave, I, that I. <laughs> Dave that is the reason like that this movie is bad because it is it was just absolutely horrifying like it made me scream like I I had to have been like 10 like I'm just like ah like you know (laughs) nothing is ever invoked. Like nothing has ever scared me so bad that I made an audible noise of terror, like right. <laughs> but I screamed. I was so scared. The whole mental asylum thing is 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 just it's it's really 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 fucked up to me. And uh, when, like I said, when I saw that movie for the first time, I I it just nothing has ever scared me more in the moment in my life than watching that movie. So number two, the House on Haunted Hill remake, very bad.
3: I've never um, seen
0: that. Bloodbath, I'm sure you
3: have, right? Yeah, I've seen that movie. Um, I, uh, I don't know, dude. Like, it's it's creepy. I, I don't know. really Blood feel that. It. I know. <laughs> it's creepy. I don't really think it's, like, super scary. Like, it's... I mean, like, if it scared you, that's fine, dude. I'm not saying it's not scary, but... It's one of those horror movies where I feel it's, like... They put a ton of work into, like, just finding, like, weird unsettling imagery and like you know putting you know that shitty fucking uh sweet dreams cover by marilyn manson over top of it
1: and like <laughs> trying to make it
3: like you know oh man so like scary and twisted and stuff like that i'm always just and like i just remember like the the credit sequence to that movie is like genuinely creepy and then like the lead up to them getting in the house is like also like very creepy but like that's about it like when they're walking around the like basement and all the like dungeons and stuff in that place like I don't know dude like there's just like nothing really happens and I just I don't know dude I, I just I it's not nearly as scary as I think you might remember it being but like I do understand like at that point in time like you know you watch it and you like hear like the music and the you know like I said like the title sequence and stuff like that like you definitely think that like some like fucked up horrible shit's about to unravel and like you said it's like some jump scares and stuff like that
2: hey, I I absolutely remember exactly how scared it made me dude because i like i said i went back and rewatched it i don't know 10 years ago it's te- it's terrible it's like a, it's like a it's it's almost like a b movie and how bad it is like i said Chris Catan is in it like I said Tay Diggs is in it you know what I mean but like like I said at that time I had never been exposed to anything insane asylum anything and just seeing like the experiments that these people had done it like almost leads you to believe that like if a place is gonna be fucking haunted for real it's probably gonna be an insane asylum you know yeah and
0: I haven't seen that movie but those tropes that you mentioned like the uh, the insane asylum the like hey if you can stay in the haunted house for one night you get money or treasure or something like that those are pretty common tropes that have been repeated for a reason because it's pretty easy to make those things scary like just thinking about like you said insane asylums and like the real shit that happened there you don't really have to use your imagination to make those scary so i haven't seen those but Anytime or I haven't seen that movie, but anytime those tropes come out, they they're usually really good.
2: Before before we stop and move on, I will say I, I did like a couple seasons of American Horror Story in the one that took place inside the insane asylum was one of the better. Uh, well, it was definitely the best American horror story, but it was one of, one of the better, like singular seasons of television I've ever seen, too. They did. They did a really, really good job on that. Yeah. Well, we can move on to
0: Alan and Alan's number two scary movie.
1: My number two scary movie is The Silence of the Lambs. Um, This is, I think, probably another kind of untraditional horror movie. Um, And it kind of has the same sort of sort of villain as in Jaws, uh, just like we were talking about, and in Tremors, uh, the one that you know is there, but you don't see how, it's, how he's going to get you. Because um, Hannibal Lecter is, is the big villain in this one, but for the vast majority of the, uh, of the movie, he, he just sits behind bars like a, like a shark, um, talking in a, a cold, calm voice. And, you know, he's just waiting for his opportunity to eat your face. Um,
0: is is he perhaps talking in the Jay Leno voice I was doing earlier in the podcast? <laughs> uh,
1: oh, hope, Hopefully. How did it go again? I'm going to
0: eat your face. cannibalism, huh? You heard about this? You see this? <laughs> you see this? You,
1: you, you, <laughs> uh, you, you, you heard some it? Brain?
0: Some, some fava beans, maybe? Uh, yeah.
1: Now, <laughs> yeah. That you, now that you mention it... <laughs> That is ex- that is the exact voice that he uses in the movie. He won a Best Actor Academy <laughs> Award he did that for his voice role so well. as Hannibal <laughs> actor because of that voice, yeah. Um, no, but I mean, Silence of the Lambs is, is just a spectacular movie. Um, it won Best Picture. It won... Uh, Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor. Uh, Joey Foster won Best Actress. Um, so, I mean... Uh, The stories there, uh, obviously, cannibalism is a scary topic. I don't know how anybody else feels, but I think that's fairly universal. Um, And then crossing that over... (laughs) cannibalism? Scary, y'all. Popular opinion. Yeah. But then, you know, crossing that with with the performances that are given um, in that movie, I think really really helps sell it um and so it's it's really a lot of suspense building and waiting for um waiting for something to happen uh, and it's just masterfully done in silence of the Lamb. so that's my number two
0: i've never seen that <laughs>
2: You should surprise, watch it, Dave. It's a, do- it's, it's a dope movie. I don't think it's scary because of Anthony Hopkins. I think it's scary because of Buffalo Bill, who also weirdly played Bloodbath McGrath at Wild Wild West. Hmm, very strange. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> just just, just a record. little... Just just, just a little uh, sidebar there, uh, but I think what was really scary about that fucking movie was what was going on in Buffalo Bill's house with him, like, killing women and making, like, dresses out of their skin and, like, dancing around, like, in the girl in the fucking hole – Hannibal Lecter wasn't the scary part. It was the best part of the movie. And it was, you know, maybe the most intense. But what I think makes that movie scary is everything that goes on inside of Buffalo Bill's apartment. Every time you get a glimpse inside of there, it is just, you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're just like, yeah, this is
1: fucking gross. So Buffalo Bill is is absolutely a, a scary dude. All right. But I mean, it's like it's like comparing a shark to a rabbit dog right? I mean, yeah, go, Buffalo, go Bill on. Is a, and Buffalo Bill's a lunatic. I mean, he's all over the place, and that's why he's caught and killed. Hannibal Lecter is terrifying because he is operating at levels that you cannot even comprehend. 4D chess, um, for sure. You know, and so uh, I, I feel like and, and so, yeah, he's he's the shark. He's just out there Every single day. Biting people in the face. Reminding them that he's a fucking shark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's not where yeah. I thought you were going. But that's another good shark thing they do.
3: Silence of the Lambs is a great movie. And I remember the first time I watched. The first two or three times I, I watched that movie. I was probably 12 or 13. Like <clears throat> I was genuinely scared by that movie. Like That movie genuinely upset me. From the just like you're saying dude I mean like they're not supernatural people they're not even like slashers or like anything crazy like that like Mm -hmm. they're just like serial killers and and um Hannibal Lecter is just like you know an extremely intelligent person who's working on a different level than everybody else like you know he I mean the entire you know second act of the movie is basically him orchestrating his way out of prison and he escapes and you know, spoilers for the rest of the movies. He never goes back to prison, so
0: um,
3: <laughs> you know it. It's uh, it is it is uh, it is a good movie, man. And and Anthony Hopkins uh, is terrifying in that role. You know, I, I think what like like strikes me about that movie is like you know like he's like cutting he you know he's taking people's faces off and you know eating people and biting people in the face and you know um, you know uh, tearing their in trails out and, and hanging them in the prison and um, you know I, I love like one of the like creepiest parts of that movie and it, like everything's played so like you know everything's so clinical like they're FBI agents and you know everything you know they, they like you said they keep everything so kind of like you know monastic and you know clean and even keeled when they talk and they you know they go into detail about you know okay so then this happened and this happened and it's so like kind of chilling but I, I always remember like the scene that like stuck with me the more than anything else is when um Jody Foster's first going to meet Hannibal Lecter and the um you know, uh, the doctor is kinda giving her the you know, his backstory and stuff like that, and he right before she goes in, he's like, Oh, by the way, here's this and he shows her a Polaroid of like the uh nurse who um, yeah. was, you know, trying to like administer some medicine or something for him and he apparently like got loose and, you know, ate her face off or some shit like that and you know, just the like look of horror. It's just like, you know, there's something... You don't even see the picture either. It's just the implication. And it's just so, like,
1: terrifying. So what happened with the nurse is terrifying. He meditated to the point where he slowed down his heart rate. And they took him to the emergency room. They had to unhook his handcuffs to, uh, to administer medication. And he took that opportunity to just fucking eat her face off. I mean, just a terrifying villain.
0: Yeah, that sounds, I mean, it sounds good. I've I've never been worried like that. Because what gets me about horror things is jump scares. And that's what a lot of like really popular horror movies resort to is jump scares. And I've never been worried about that with like, The Silence of the Lambs. That's not the reason I haven't watched it. The reason I haven't watched it is because I don't watch movies very often. So, you know, it's been, it's one of those movies that's been on my Netflix list for like nine years, but I just don't watch a lot of movies. So, and I mean, the, the character, I know enough about the character. I know he's like a, you know, a plotting, uh, terrifying presence. Like, not so, you know, not like he's not Jason or something like that. And the character is obviously good enough. They made lots of other like successful movies and like a young Hannibal TV show and stuff like that. Like the character is obviously good enough to support those things. So good pick. And let's move on to Bloodbath and Bloodbath's number two.
3: All right. Um, my number two... Uh, again, trying to find some different sh- uh, sub genres in the horror, uh, under the horror umbrella. So I'm trying to, I wanted to go with a monster movie, and I couldn't think of a better one that terrified me more than uh, David Cronenberg's uh, remake of The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. Uh, if you <laughs> haven't seen it, it, it's, uh, you know, Jeff Goldblum. They- Jeff Goldblum pay, plays a scientist who has invented a teleportation device. Can you? It's a pod. You enter and you teleport from one pod to the other, and it does it by like basically it atomizes you and then it like reconstructs you in the second pod. Um, and he decides to test it on himself. And when he gets into the pod, you know, he's got to make sure he has no clothes on or anything because you know it won't the you know, anything that's going to, you know, mess up the DNA sequences or anything like that. And he transports himself over to the other pod. Everything seems like it goes okay, but he realizes that while he was in the pod, there was a fly in there with him. So now it is uh mixed the fly's DNA in with his. And over the course of the rest of the movie, he slowly becomes uh a fly. He really just slowly becomes a a horrible Cronenberg monster. Um the movie <laughs> is, it's a genre of horror called body, it's called body horror, and David Cronenberg does it really well, where, you you know, you just see these, like, horrible, like, disgusting, like, you know, nightmares things happen to, like, your, bo- your own body, and um, it, it's definitely something that really stuck with me when I f- watched it the first time, I was like, that looks so horrifying. Uh, it's the, he, de- he decided to write and direct the movie. Uh, after his mom and dad both died of cancer and the the movie is sort of an allegory for like you know cancer and death and like the decay and destruction of like flesh in your body um that he like saw his parents go through so um you know that definitely comes across because like you just watch Jeff Goldblum like you know clearly suffering the entire movie as his body just like deforms in this like horrible like you know you know mound of, like, flesh and tumors and just, you know, hairs of flies and stuff like that. And it culminates in the end when he goes back through the transportation device and becomes, like, a full-blown, like, fly. And the only option at the end is just for, uh, for someone to shoot him in the head. Um, it's super bleak, it's really disgusting, um, and it definitely gave me, like, more than a few nightmares. There's a scene where um, oh gosh who's is uh who's the female in the movie um damn
1: uh oh, I, I think it was the name. kid who
2: played harry potter what was the kid who played harry potter
1: i think it was him. yeah it was daniel <laughs> daniel radcliffe yeah that's who it was yeah, yes yeah that's who it was mm-hmm. with the hair yeah i,
3: I can't think i uh-huh. can't think of her name but um you know she's a goldblum's love interest in the movie And uh, after, you know, he starts to become the fly or whatever, she has a nightmare at one point that she's giving birth to a baby. And, like, you know, you see her, you know, going through labor and stuff like that. And then, like, she looks down and, like, the doctor's just holding this, like, you know, huge, like, uh, fly larvae that's just, like, wiggling around out of her legs. And it's just, like, it legit has given me, like, still to this day, I have that image in my head. It just, like, it's never gone
1: away. And it still haunts me to this day. So, the fly. Oh man, that was that was my number three on movies that left me shook. The Fly. That is a terrifying movie. Um, Jeff Goldblum because it's not just you watch him deteriorate. You do watch him deteriorate physically, um, but you also watch him change into like this completely complete monster, like just like a like a, a lose his mind steadily throughout the movie. Like he becomes like this overly violent and aggressive and sexual individual um and and yeah and that's why at the end of everything there was no choice but to just put him down because you know he had become so There's, there's no back. right right i just want to say
3: it's the last thing i'll say about it I really like David Cronenberg uh, David movies, and I really wanted to throw um, a movie called Videodrome on there, um, but I didn't think I could possibly begin to explain the plot of that movie. But it's very—it's similar in like the body horror aspect of it. Um, same with another movie he made called Scanners. Um, so I don't know if anybody out there that's listening like genuinely likes horror movies or like really crazy practical effects, like definitely check out uh, David Cronenberg movies. Just saying.
0: Is this movie, the? I've never seen this movie The Fly, is this related in any way to the Kafka story, the metamorphosis, or is it just like parallel things?
2: I, I don't think those are two similar stories outside of the body morphing thing,
3: personally just to remind me on the Kafka sort story. Cause I know I read it too. Um, the,
0: the main character like wakes up one day and he is already like a, like, I think it's like a cockroach or a beetle or something. So it's not him like slowly turning into it. He just wakes up one day and he's like that, yeah. but it is him. The story is basically him like, and his family trying to deal with like what's happened to him. Um, and he like progressively gets more and more sick. And then I think one of them kills him at the end.
3: Oh, then it's probably parallel in that sense, but not super related. Cause, cause this one, like I said, it definitely like focuses like much more on like the aspect of like, just like, you know, a person, you know, walking around their apartment day after day. And like their body just starts to become just this disgusting, rotting flesh. Um, gotcha.
0: All right. Right on. Sounds interesting. Um, I, I mean, keep it a hundred. I'm not gonna watch it, but it does sound interesting, yeah. and I do love Jeff Goldblum. I mean, but at this point, you guys know, like, I'm just being honest about my uh, the number of movies that I watch. Um, uh, chances are, I'm not gonna watch it, but nothing against that. Nothing against like the way you explained it. It sounds cool, and I like Jeff Goldblum a lot. So, uh, let's move into number ones. Before we do, we're gonna hear a word from our sponsor. Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee at a top three podcast we are in way different time zones we record super late at night for the for most of us actually and coffee is what makes it all tick we're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries barbell brew barbell brew provides single origin coffee beans that are air roasted in small batches on location in troy ohio and they're available for shipping nationwide Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram, and check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. ready for my number one scary movie which like tremors is a critically acclaimed movie some would say it's not scary um i would beg to differ because it's number one on my list but this is a critically acclaimed movie uh one that people said was the best movie of its year uh one that people would put up with the greats in cinema a movie that people talked about for a long time and I'm not doing a bit this time. It's get out, get out is my number one.
2: It's awesome movie.
0: Very, very good. So the reason I like get out number one, this is actually the movie that I use to describe where my threshold is between scary enough and too scary. Uh, If a movie is scarier than get out, I don't want to watch it.
3: So there's that. Um, and this this kind that's of, a, like... That's a good... I just want to say, that's a good, like, scale, too, man, because, like, that movie definitely, like, has, you know... It's it's a scary movie. Like, I think that it's definitely scary, and it definitely has some, like, violent, and, like, kind of bloody parts to it. So, I mean, I, I yeah. think that's, like, a good... I think that's a legit scale. It,
0: it starts out very much like the first half of the movie is not super scary. And then, like, the second half of it is kind of like a you're in the house with a killer type movie like you're he's creeping around a lot like you never know who's going to find him and stuff like that so yeah I mean it's it was scary to me and that's where I draw the line um but I, I this is my number one because it's my it's I think it's like a perfect combination of like a movie that I think is really really good really well made uh the idea of it is super original and good and it's also got some scary parts in it and I don't know. I just appreciate the movie a lot. And the other thing that I really like is how there were certain parts where, cause it's like a movie that's kind of like showing some of the just weird things that white people say around black people. And like, there were a lot of parts in the movie where I was like, God damn it. White people really are like that. Aren't we? Damn. Fuck. Got me. Like the, the, the the most famous one is the like oh, i would have voted for obama a third time huh <laughs> and I, as soon as i saw that i was like ah, fuck <laughs> people do people do say that around black people don't they god white people jordan are so sometimes jordan peel is very funny dude he's like, really jordan funny jordan Peele is yeah. very very funny man and there was there were sections in the movie where like you see like yeah jordan peel he's a funny dude he's got a extensive comedy background and like he knows how to put in some really funny shit i forget the name of the actor who plays the TSA agent, but he is like incredibly funny in the movie. So like that comedy background plays in too. Um, and it's like this nice mix of genres. Like it's really funny sometimes. Um, sometimes it's like just kind of like a, a regular drama, I guess, like the first kind of half of the movie. And then the horror stuff is really good too. So, and it's kind of like kicked off that guy's um, like horror directing career, with us and Lovecraft Country and stuff like that. That was him too, right? Lovecraft I don't know.
2: He, yeah, and he just, and he, uh, I don't know if he produced or wrote it, but the new Candyman movie that just came out, everybody said is pretty cool as well. And I, I just want to make one point. Like, you know, I, I, I really like that movie. Uh, but there is this weird, like, sub of, like, movies that are scary like where like the the whole idea like what is scary is like suburbia right you know i talked about that funny games movie earlier with naomi watts that's one like that Uh, if you've never seen the stepford wives i don't think it's a scary movie but it's also one of those weird like like the the atmosphere that you're in that suburban atmosphere is what makes it scary to uh whoever the main character is so yeah get out's awesome man
0: yeah good movie good good And like, Uh, I like the. Go ahead. ahead. And like for my list, it's, I was putting together these movies and like, you know, if you ask me, like, we're going to watch a movie, do you want to watch Get Out for like the third or fourth time? Or do you want to watch Tremors for the 15th time? Like I might pick Tremors to watch. um, But I get Out's my number one, because I think it's like, very, very clearly the best movie on my list. And I like all of them pretty equally. Uh, except for the mist, just the ending of the mist fucked me up. But Get Out is like clearly one of the best movies I've seen in the last ten years. So it's it's easy for this number one spot.
3: Yeah. Um I love that movie. I thought it was really good. I've actually I've actually only seen it once. I saw it in theaters with Jamie. I I just remember watching it and definitely getting that feeling like you're saying like, oh my God, dude, like this is like so painfully, like, you know, real. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, like, painfully accurate and, like, real. And, like, he does such a good job of, like, you know... What I thought was really cool so much at the beginning was, like... I was kind of surprised when there ended up being, like, a real turn to, like, um, an actual, like, kind of, like, horror element um, in the third act. I almost thought, like... I bet you the twist is that there is no like, nothing supernatural or like weird or anything like that's actually happening. It's just like a really detailed commentary on you know suburbia and uh, racism and classism and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I mean that's that's how impactful I thought it was to me. Um, that I almost thought like the horror was like implied by like just the reality of like you know and you know the end of that movie too when you know you see the cop lights coming up the driveway and you're like oh fuck like you know just automatically everybody knew exactly yeah you know implied what the what was going to happen obviously you know if you haven't seen the movie it's not really what happens but um hey dude um uh, just quick question because i don't i just don't know what else you can really say about that movie um did you watch us
0: no um, I saw the trailers for us, and it seemed like it was leaning much, much heavier on horror, and that's an automatic no
3: for me. So I
2: didn't. That's watch a that's it. a no for me, dog.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is like way more of a horror movie, but the like social commentary and r- racial allegory of that is like dialed up to like eleven. It's really interesting. Um, I get out's definitely a better movie, but like, oh boy. Um, yeah, us is us is something else, man.
0: And I just want to say before we get before we move on from Get Out, um, Stephen Root in Get Out is fantastic. And I would like to turn this podcast into a Stephen Root appreciation podcast, no matter the topic. Because we should just really good instead
2: instead of Michael <laughs> Bumpus, we're gonna Stephen Root stuff. Yeah,
0: Stephen Root is good. And uh, I I know this wasn't like Daniel Kaluuya's first uh, like big role. I know he was in stuff before, like he was in black mirror and stuff like that. But I, this movie like pushed him into like being a superstar and he's really, really
3: good in this movie too. Then one of the best episodes of black mirror.
2: That was an awesome episode. Wasn't the guy who played uh, the, the girlfriend's dad. Wasn't that Eric from Billy Madison? Wasn't that him?
0: No, no.
2: All right, cool, cool.
0: (laughs) no, Moving on, I, I had I had a point. I don't anymore. Um, I'm looking at that guy. No, he was in Billy Madison, but he,
2: yeah, he was he was Eric, right? Isn't that isn't that her dad? I swear it is, dude.
0: Hold on, I'm looking this up. Give me a sec. This is great podcast material here.
2: No, because I have a a lead in to mine. If it is
0: okay. <laughs>
1: Aaron's number one is Billy Madison. Yes. Billy Madison horror movie.
0: I you've seen those uh, you've seen those things where it's like um, it's they just put like creepy music over other movie trailers and it suddenly becomes a horror movie trailer or something on yeah, YouTube. those are f- I,
2: those are very funny.
0: I guarantee there's a Ominous Billy Madison
2: music
1: goes a long
0: way. Yeah, yep. I guarantee there's one for Billy Madison.
2: Even like editors or like you know salary workers.
0: What year did Billy Madison come out?
2: I mean, just look at Get Out and, <laughs> and see if he's on there. He's 93.
0: He's Eric, 93. dude. He's right. He's Eric. That guy's Eric. Shut up, Bloodbath. Thank you. You don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
2: shut up, Bloodbath. You know what you're talking about.
0: I'm this is looking the only... this up
3: right now. That is so nuts.
0: I Damn. just looked it up on IMDB. That guy's Eric, the guy who played the dad. He's Eric.
1: No, guys, Bloodbath <laughs> said he wasn't, though.
0: Well, I mean, I understand this would be the only time in the history of this show that Bloodbath's been wrong about obscure movie trivia, but I just looked it up. It's Eric, Eric. Unless there's another person in Billy Madison named Eric, which I find unlikely.
1: There we go. Probably not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: anyway, right, well, Aaron, what's your segue?
2: Yeah,
0: let's let's go to Aaron, and you're number one.
2: All right, my number one, and I am going to do the opposite of what I would normally do. I'm going to try and spoil this movie as little as possible, uh, because not only is it my favorite scary movie of all time, but I think it is one of the best movies ever made, uh, and also uh, starred the uh, dad from Get Out and uh, Eric from Billy Madison. Uh, <laughs> my number one is the 2011 Joss Whedon-produced Cabin in the Woods, um, So this is, this is going to be, this is rough to do because everything that makes this movie awesome is, it's, 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 it's a spoiler, right? I'm just, Aaron,
0: let me, let me just say, there's no way for anyone to exist on the internet for the last 10 years and not know the twist of Cabin in the Woods.
2: Yeah, but somebody might not have seen it. And like I said, it means that much to me, but fuck it. If you guys don't care, then – no, no, no. Fuck it. If you guys don't care, then you're just going to go
0: Do your your thing. I'm just saying, like, I haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, but even I know the twist.
2: Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, if it's a big thing. So anyways, Cabin in the Woods is by far uh, my favorite scary movie. Um, They they do a really cool thing where – it's 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 basic concept of any scary movie. You have a group of teenagers who have a free weekend to go to their uncle's cabin in the woods. Uh, they stumble upon some... Myst- it's, it's a lot like Evil Dead, uh, actually. And they stumble upon some artifacts that lead to uh, something terrible happening. In this case, being attacked by like a redneck zombie family, right? But what's also going on in the movie is it's flashing back to like an office uh, scenario where they are loosely talking about what's going on uh, with the teenagers that are in this cabin, um, but you, you you don't really have enough there to connect the dots. And you eventually find out that uh, this office that they're in is basically playing a game with these teenagers. Um, let me see here. It's all down. So uh, what, what you basically find out is that... Uh, this office building um they are taking bets on what's going to happen to these teenagers and they are what's the best way i can put this they are basically sacrificing them to ancient gods um but basically uh cabin in the woods is full of uh, a million different twists and i really don't want to spoil anything because i think people should uh go watch it um but it, to me, is the best scary movie ever made. So, number three, Cabin in the Woods.
0: Number one, Cabin in the Woods. Bloodbath, have you seen Cabin in the Woods?
3: Yeah, dude. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is a great fucking movie, man. Like, good pick. I don't think it would even be on my list anywhere, because, like, I... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not trying to sound like a dick. I just... I I know it is a scary movie, but, like, it... it once, like, the twist kind of starts to reveal itself, it doesn't feel like it's a scary movie. It feels like it's kind of like a comedy at that point. Like, I don't know. Like, not even really like comedy. It's just, like, it's just extremely meta. Like, again, I mean, Aaron doesn't really want to spoil it. So, I mean, you know, whatever. We'll kind of walk around it. But, like, basically, like you said, like, none of it's, it's all being uh, manipulated and planned and staged in a certain way um you know by this i i think it's like a corporation it's sort of like a site at first you kind of think it's like a science experiment but then like you do find out there's like more aspects to it but like um yeah dude i don't know man like i just it's i mean it's it's a great movie it but it's like one of those movies too where it's like a twit like once you know what like the twist is in the movie like i don't know the movie kind of like i don't know it's like the sixth sense it's like well, i don't need to watch it again
2: well like, that's okay like the like no and that's fair and i didn't like really recognize that like it was such a widely regarded thing like a lot of the time when i talk to people about this movie most of them haven't seen it or have no idea what i'm talking about uh which is kind of why i wanted to stay away from it because i do think people should see this movie um but like, like i said like it's it's not really that scary but it is a horror movie and you know we talked about like torture porn earlier like this is almost to a degree like satirical torture porn
3: a little bit I mean I will say like it is one of the few movie, one of the few movies that have like a twist like I had I knew nothing about the movie when I started watching it didn't know a single thing about it and like I could not piece together what was happening for the longest time and then like once you know you're, a, you're about halfway through the movie and you like realize what it is it's like oh shit dude that's like It's the most original creative movie I've seen in a long time, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it it sounds really good, and, like, it sounds like the kind of situations they're manipulating are kind of, like, parodies of things that happen in other horror movies. You know, like, the teenagers, like, they go to have sex and they get killed while they're doing that, or, like, I... I w- Does someone like get killed while they're taking a shower? Because that happens in every single horror movie ever made.
2: Well, yeah, dude. And that's like kind of the cool thing about the movie is like it, it like they they follow every single one of those tropes. Um, you know, I read something today that said like uh, they they wrote the script uh, in three days, and what they were really trying to do is like revitalize that slasher genre by putting a different twist on it. You know, showing the, audi- the audience something they've never. Seen before, and I had never seen anything like that before. Uh, and it just—it was—it was really, really impressionable, man. It, it left a—it left an impact.
0: Right on. Let's move on to Alan and Alan's number one.
1: Oh, so in in segue to, Aaron talking about how they were trying to revitalize the horror genre. My number one did revitalize the horror genre in the 1990s. So, guys, can I ask you? Do you like scary movies? No. If you say "Scary Movie 2," I'm
2: gonna kill you. If you say "Scary Movie 2," I'm going to kill you.
1: No, oh, Aaron, Aaron you're "Scary stupid. Movie 2" is not is not my my number one movie. Uh, my number bo- one movie is Scream. Um is my all-time favorite scary movie, and as a little trivia note, Scary Movie was actually the original name for Scream, um, but it was changed in pre-production. Um, so I assume that most of you guys have have seen Scream, right? I have not. Oh, have. hey, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Scream. Uh, Scream walks that line um, between horror and comedy. And, and it uh, much in the same way that Aaron was saying they were trying to do, um, what was it, with Cabin in the Woods, um, Wes Craven, who invented a lot of these horror movie tropes, uh, used Scream to make a movie that was entirely about horror movie tropes and not only was the horror movie about the horror movie tropes but the characters in the horror movie that's about horror movie tropes made jokes about horror movie tropes um and so i mean it's it's uh, it's just so much fun the entire time uh the cast is all right the acting is all right it's pretty much what you would expect from a teen horror movie um but the, the scream is
0: the one that's got Courtney Cox right.
1: Courtney Cox and ne- Nev Campbell's there. Um Drew Barry Drew Barrymore's there briefly, Um and then she's not. Let anymore. us not forget
3: the great Skeet Ulrich.
1: <laughs> the great <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard are the killers. Everybody, um, Jamie Jamie Kennedy. That happened. Jamie Kennedy was there. He actually lives through that one. Jamie Kennedy's in all three of the originals. The, uh, well, he's he's dead by the time the third one's there, but he appears by videotape in the third one. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so number two is 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 pretty funny. Number three is really bad. Um, but Scream One is excellent. Ah, uh, just the opening scene um, really is enough. It really is is a scary, scary concept. So it opens on Drew Barrymore, who is the the biggest name in the movie by far. Um, this is when she was a a, a huge A list celebrity. Um, and so she's it opens on Drew Barrymore um, getting ready to watch a movie, um, making some popcorn, and she starts getting these phone calls uh, from someone who she initially thinks has the wrong number. Uh, but they keep calling back, just talking and talking and talking until um, the person on the other end of the phone asks her what her name is. And she asks him, well, why do you want to know my name? And he says, because I want to know who I'm looking at and then the the sort of lighthearted joking tone that had been uh, that had been the movie for the prior 5 minutes uh, is just all of a sudden gone uh, and it starts this you know 10 minute long scene of one or two it's not entirely clear how many of them are present at all of the different murders in this movie. Um, one or two of these high school students then uh, essentially psychologically tortures Drew Barrymore for 10 minutes until they physically murder her and eviscerate her and hang her from a tree on her front lawn for her parents to find. And also Ah, uh, disembowel her boyfriend and leave him on on the back porch next to the swimming pool, um, and that's that's just the first scene, and it's the biggest star in the movie gone, um. So I I I don't know. Scream, I feel like front to back, you get uh, you get exactly what you're looking for in a scary movie. You get those jump scenes. Um, you get just a a little bit of gore, uh, nothing super realistic and nothing, um, the horror is not based on the gore, uh, but you also get the humor uh, that you don't always get in a lot of other horror movies. But that, that is my number one favorite scary movie to watch is Scream.
2: Dude, I, I saw that for the first time when I was like... I don't know. I was in like fifth grade or something and they played the like the edited version on Fox. And that first scene still fucked me up so hard, dude. Like that was absolutely terrifying. One of the cool things uh, about that movie, too, is like you mentioned that it was uh, almost like a parody uh, of itself, right? Like they were really mm-hmm. trying really hard to hit, like accentuate all the biggest horror movie tropes like into one movie. But what was really cool about it is it was still, you know. Filled with jump scares that worked, uh, and horrifically violent. I don't remember if it, it was, oh God. I don't remember if it was Skeet Ulrich or Matthew Lillard that did this, but they like they cut somebody and they like they had blood on their hands and they just like licked the blood off their hands. That final scene with Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich when you think they're gonna kill uh Nev Campbell, uh, that was intense, man. Like, you know. Matthew Lillard's done a lot of really great work in his career, but that's the one scene I'll always remember him for.
3: (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Like, the opening scene of that movie, too, like, is something that, like, genuinely scared me when I was little. And I still find it to be, like, it's something about the way it's set up and... The climax of it and everything like it's still like pretty brutal man like i mean and like you said like there's not it a ton is. of gore in that movie most of the gore is probably in that first scene of the movie um but yeah it uh definitely like you know the meta commentary on like horror movies is like big there for sure and uh it's really interesting and uh you know it's got henry winkler in it uh getting murdered unfortunately um we just keep there. bringing him up
1: and he that, just yeah. bringing and up that, Henry Winkler man this that, is a Henry I know, Winkler I appreciation had to say
3: podcast and like uh and Alan too like since you're like you know it's your pick like I mean the scene that he dies in too is weird because he like has
1: that mask right so it well so the scene that he dies in he just got done reprimanding two high school students who were wearing the mask to scare people so he took the mask from these two delinquents before he suspended them. And then as he put the mask away in his closet. Someone knocked on his closed office door. He went out to go investigate. And when he got back into the office. Someone was hiding behind his door. And stabbed the fuck out of him with a pair of scissors.
3: Is that how it happened? Cause I remember when, the way I remember it is like. He was like staring in the mirror. And like he kept putting the mask on and like you know you know, in like, you know, making noises and like faces in the mirror or whatever. And then he heard someone knock on the door. I mean, maybe I'm remembering it, remembering it wrong. It's like he was wanted to put the mask on and like, I don't know, when nobody was around or something like that. I don't know. That's what I thought I remember because I always thought it was weird. It was like he was trying to scare himself or he's trying to like.
1: He definitely did play around with the mask a little bit. But he got the mask yeah. from the two students that he had taken it from. Um. Right, right.
0: All right, let's move on to bloodbaths number one. Let's finish this up.
3: Uh, my number one is the film Hellraiser. Oh, dude! Nice. Very good. <laughs> uh, if if no one is familiar, Hellraiser uh it came out in the later part of the 80s um most famously it's <clears throat> famous for creating the character pinhead so the story basically opens up there's a man in a uh, small bar in the middle east and he is waiting for a guy to show up who uh, he buys a puzzle box from him and he takes the puzzle box back home and he opens it up and um He is immediately averse, uh, chains fly out of the puzzle box and like he gets torn into a million pieces and, um, you know, uh, pinhead shows up and, and kills him. And it's in, it's in a very, um, sort of like orgiastic, like blood feast, uh, the whole idea behind like Hellraiser and pinhead pinhead is one of the leaders of the Cenobites. And you find out that they are, um, these creatures from like another dimension, these people, these individuals from another dimension, who, you know, Pinhead is not really, like, the villain. He's really not in the movie a whole lot. Um, And they're not, again, they're not really villains. They are these, they are, they bring about um, intense pain and pleasure. Like, the line between what's painful and what's pleasurable is, like, you know, razor thin. And, like, you know, some of their things, their torture is, like, meant to, like, make you feel good. And some of it's meant to, like, bring about, like, absolute horror and pain. And um, the basic plot of the movie is after the guy in the beginning dies fast forward his family moves uh some distant relatives move into the house that he was in uh it's it's his brother and his his brother's wife and daughter uh while moving some furniture upstairs to the attic his brother cuts his hand some blood falls falls on the floor and then in this really amazing like uh practical effects sequence later on um the blood turns into like kind of like viscera and then it turns into sort of like a a skeletal system and it turns into like muscles and like a a human body like forms from it, but it's not a full body. It's like, you know, uh, just kind of like gooey tissue and stuff like that. Uh, The mom finds this creature living in the attic. It's his brother who you find out they've actually had like an ongoing affair for like years and he needs her to find uh, more blood for him. Uh, so that way he can become like human again. So she starts bringing men to the house to have sex with her. And she ends up killing them. And then he ends up eating the bodies and becoming like more whole. All the while, uh, Greenhead and the rest of the Cenobites uh, start showing up. And, you know, I'm not going to go into like all the details, but like, it's a really crazy, insane movie. Um Super great, dude. I love watching it every year for Halloween. I remember, <clears throat> back in the early days of netflix this was like 2011 um jamie and i had like a sunday afternoon off work like just flipping through trying to find something to watch on netflix kind of had other stuff we were trying to do that day and netflix used to have the show on there it was called 30 second bunny theater i don't know if anybody remembers it but it was like these like little like 30 second shorts and um they were paired they were like you know Hey, back to the future in 30 seconds with bunnies. And it was like this little animated short and it would like give you like all the plot points of back to the future in 30 seconds. It, like, and it was just kind of silly and stupid or whatever. And like, we watched one or two of them. We're like, oh, these are funny. So we're watching a bunch of them and they had the 30 second version of uh, Hellraiser. And like, I had never, we, none of us had ever, ever seen it before we watched it for a few seconds and we're like oh that kind of like sounds interesting or whatever and then like we're scrolling around on Netflix and we're like oh hellraiser's on here and we're like do you want to watch it and we're like yeah and like we were just like glued like we like the whole rest of the afternoon like we watched the movie i remember like by the time it was over it was dark outside and we're like oh shit like now i'm like genuinely scared like i don't want to like leave the house um so uh yeah i mean super effective really like scary really great villain um like i said i love watching it around halloween time and uh it's uh, just gory enough. It's not overkill. Um, and it had some like really crazy imagery. It's also like, again, I don't want to get into it, but like, there's a lot of like interesting, like philosophy and, and it's a re- it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a deeper movie than maybe, a, you know, a horror movie should be um, definitely like a lot of cool ideas going on. So Hellraiser.
0: Yeah, dude, I haven't seen, I haven't seen silence of the lambs or scream or Cabin in the Woods but I have seen Hellraiser and that movie scared the shit out of me pinhead is like terrifying (laughs) or was when I watched it for the first time probably in like high school
3: he is but like if you remember dude like he's not like the he's not necessarily like the villain he's not like no he's just sort of there it's like well you open up the puzzle box so like here I am
0: but yeah maybe I mean he's not I haven't watched it since then maybe he's not in the movie a whole lot but he's for sure the most memorable part of the movie for me
2: oh yeah i think it's really funny that we've been talking a lot of like you know ongoing themes and like bloodbath continues the theme of like whenever him and his wife are doing like cute husband wife things it always ends up with them <laughs> watching something that's super duper fucked up yeah yeah
3: for man sure. that's just we watched the shining yesterday dude like that's just how we roll
1: yep. <laughs> for breakfast yeah yeah man <laughs>
0: Yeah. Hellraiser is a, Hellraiser is a really interesting story. Also interesting is that Hellraiser has nine sequels. Nine.
2: How many does Tremors have? Uh, it's gotta be close, right? Yeah, it's it, That's gotta be close. Tremors has a lot
0: of sequels too. It's probably neck and neck. Yeah. So I don't know. Any Aaron, Alan, have you guys seen
2: Hellraiser? Nah, I've I've never seen it. There, there's a there's a string of like super popular horror movies from like back in that time that I just I I, I just didn't have any interest in ever checking out. But Hellraiser is one that a lot of people talk about.
1: I don't Parker, think I ever watched who... it either. Oh, sorry, John. Oh, go ahead, man. I I don't think I ever watched Hellraiser. Um, I kind of always loved it in uh, which now on second thought may may not be the most accurate thing with with like Friday the thirteenth and Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street and I just I chose those other ones I think and and skipped Hellraiser pretty much well. oh, yeah. probably because Pinhead looked so creepy.
0: He's creepy as fuck, dude. It's yeah. it's definitely more like Nightmare on Elm Street is has a little bit more going on than friday the 13th and halloween and hellraiser has like a lot more like going on leave these things from other dimension and like their society and stuff like that um right where it's not it's not just like one villain killing uh a bunch of people you know with that sets up the entire movie so
1: now to be fair jason does go to hell and then come back though that's true and and to
0: space (laughs) He and, he fights, space, and he fights He fights Freddy Krueger.
1: <laughs> and fought Freddy Krueger. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, you know. all right, cool. Well, let's move into honorable mentions then. We'll go lightning round style through honorable mentions. And uh, I have three I'll just throw out there really quickly. Two that I thought were, two that are like comedy horror movies uh, that I really love, Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland. Uh, Zombieland is also right on that threshold. If it's if a movie is much scarier than Zombieland, I will not watch it.
2: Th- this um, is the time we're going to be like, you sound like an insane person. Neither of those two movies were scary at all. Anyway, that's made funny. my point.
0: And uh, the other honorable mention is Saw, the first one. I think that's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, how about you?
2: Uh, I, I have a two-way tie. It's going to be between uh, the... I think John Carpenter version of the thing and like the remake of the thing they did like eight years ago. Uh, What I thought like the John Carpenter version did was like, is some of the best practical effects I'd ever seen in a movie. And what the uh, more recent one did was some of the best like uh, computer effects I had ever seen in a movie. And they were, they're both pretty well done.
0: Alan, how about you? Uh,
1: My honorable mention is actually Shaun of the Dead as well.
0: Yeah. Movie's great. Those guys, fantastic. Shaun of the Dead and, the other one that Hot I can't fuzz. remember the title of. Yeah. Hot fuzz. Those movies are so good.
1: So cool.
0: trilogy and bloodbath. How about you?
3: Uh, Jesus, man. Ugh, I have so many, um, reanimator was one candy man. Um, also do, I just want to throw out like for people who like kind of like scary movies, but like, you know, like they're like me, they have kids now. Um, you know, there's some other stuff you get, like there's some more family friendly ones you get throw out there. Um, bill juice uh the adams family i think are kind of like in that like kind of creepy like halloweeny like vibe um also uh the twilight zone movie um not really like super scary but there's some like pretty creepy stuff in there um but you know you can watch with your kids so uh
1: yeah there you go
3: right on so we're gonna get into our
0: listener responses and uh our first listener response is from Hua. Her first one is called Goksang. It's a Korean horror movie. I know nothing about it. She says it's very scary, so I will continue to know nothing about it. Her second one is called All Point, which is uh, another Korean horror movie. Same uh, policy goes for the first one. She says it's scary. I trust her. And her number one is The Ring, but the Japanese version of The Ring, not the American version. And I Guarantee you the Japanese one is scarier because Probably scarier. Japanese horror movies do not fuck around.
3: Real quick, Dave, uh does Hua does Hawa like does she like scary movies or is she kinda like you or no she loves she's kind of indifferent. She loves Oh like damn. <laughs> Summer May romance. <laughs>
0: It's uh yeah it's she she's got to watch all her scary movies without me because it's it's not happening. I mean yeah, I love. Yeah, Dave her, plays but not video games. In her, yeah,
2: right. <laughs> all right. Next up we have Jack. Uh, his number three is The Thing. His number two is Life Force, and his number one is Terminator Two.
1: Nice. I love Terminator Two. Um, next up we have Jamie, whose number three is Silence of the Lambs. Number 2 is The Shining and number 1 is also Silence of the Lambs with an audible mention of The Conjuring 1 and 2. Jamie, I don't disagree with you. I love The Silence of the Lambs as well. That's uh,
0: that's my mistake writing her list down on here, but uh Silence of the Lambs is good.
2: Wait, good. So she 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 didn't put it twice?
0: No, she didn't. That
2: was 100%
3: my mistake when I wrote the list down.
2: Uh, happy accidents.
3: She likes uh, she likes the paranormal activity movies, so you can throw that one on there too. Well, I can find
0: what she said. Oh, uh, uh, no, her uh, her
3: number one was uh, Blair Witch Project. Oh,
0: okay, you know that's that. right.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, Blair
1: that movie also
2: fucked me up. Yeah, sorry, and I Jamie. Would have stuck Here with Silence of the Lambs.
1: <laughs> but uh... <laughs> all
3: right, uh, Matt R. Number three is the Shinin. Number two is Sinister. Number one, Hereditary. And honorable mention is The Strangers. Hereditary is a great movie. Strangers was also a good movie.
0: Yeah. Strangers was scary. Next up is Tom. Tom's number three is Ghost in the Darkness. Number two is The Shining. Another one that I, I really want to just sit down and watch, but it's a shit's like five and a half hours long. And I got I got sixty hour video games. <laughs> I got to play. bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> uh and Tom's number one is It, the original version of It.
1: Ooh.
2: Next up we have Rat Boy Radicus Rathew the sixteenth. Uh Excuse me. His number. oh okay i thought never mind okay so his number three is the new friday the 13th that was in 3d but i didn't read the second part i thought his third favorite scary movie was the new friday which was very very disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm like Tony, man you I'm put like, ominous <laughs> music over the friday trailer that shit <laughs> yeah, could be scary debos tr- walking debo. down yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah t- i was just very confused uh but i won't apologize to rat boy and i never will uh his number two is final destination and his number one is it the newer version
0: Those final destination movies scared the fuck out of me back in high school.
2: They were cool. I'll I'll say that.
1: Yeah, I always liked those. They were fun. Uh, And finally, we have Craig, whose number three is Halloween, number two is Get Out, and number one is Cabin in the Woods. Honorable mention: Honorable mention: Tucker and Dale versus evil no mention of kirby <laughs> i'm really sad that that joke ended last season no it didn't Worry, end, craig it didn't
0: end
2: uh, <laughs> Alan's so mad at
1: craig.
0: all right let me let me uh let me again admit to a mistake when writing down craig's uh list as when i just like i did for jamie's craig's number one was actually kirby in the woods Nice. So, ah. Trigo, right. <laughs> there go. Right. I was trying to
2: figure out how to do it too. You beat me to it.
0: <laughs> uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is one of those that like everyone says is really good. And it's I cool. It, I turned it on on Netflix and got super scared in like the first three minutes and turned it off. <laughs> so ha- happy for everyone who can enjoy that. And thanks everybody for writing in. Uh, we appreciated your lists. If you would like to participate in listener calls for future episodes, you have to pay attention to our social media pages that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at a top three podcast. That's where I'm going to put out those listener calls. So check the episode description for uh, links to those pages. Once again, thank you for writing in. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support the show, what you can do is take all your friends out to a secluded cabin in the woods and, and, pull the strings i don't know you got to release some chemicals some psychoactive <laughs> drugs into the air whatever you got to do Threaten with a knife yeah threaten them with a knife whatever you got to do but um or you could do like a, a jigsaw thing you could you could say like i'm going to play this tape this is the jigsaw voice no it's the jay leno jigsaw voice hey i'm gonna no. put, <laughs> you to put this tape on it uh, you gotta listen to the tape and you, you, if you find the clue the tape you live and if you don't you die yeah. you heard about the play a game you heard about this you, gonna...
2: consequences of the game
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening everybody and we will see you next time aaron alan bloodbath thank you guys
1: bye bye everybody bye.